And good oh, hello, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is these days. Welcome to another episode of Five Star Revolution. I am your host, Vic Muscat. If you look up what Trailblazer means in the dictionary of Google, wherever people look up these days, you will see this man's face on there. He is the first openly gay graduate in Texas Wrestling Academy, the flame at Texas, and the and the LGBT, LGBT advocate, Sabio Blaze. How are you doing today, sir? Hi, hi. How are you? I'm doing great. There we go. Right button. <laughs> We're doing great. Even though we just got over a heat wave, how's the temperature over in Texas? Uh, things are starting to heat up. Um, not because of, well, probably because of me. No, but no, but the temperatures are, are pretty higher there. It's like in the 80s right now, I believe. Is that hot for you or is it just gonna get hotter? And this it's is like humid. It's 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 humid. It's been raining as well, so it's like real wet and groggy and gross. Uh, <laughs> that must make training so much fun. Oh yeah, that's it's horrible. So, when did you become passionate about professional wrestling? Like, when did I start? Well, my passion for it, like, I had to, I grew into it because the idea of becoming a wrestler was, like, not in my mind at the time when I was a fan. I, I, I was introduced to wrestling, like, in the, in the 90s, right? And um, some friends of mine who were, were fans would watch uh, pay-per-views uh, they would watch WWE, uh, WWE and watch SummerSlam or whatnot, and I didn't know what it was, but I saw, um, that's when I first took uh, got a glimpse of a Lunger Blaze, and I was like, hey, there's women that do this stuff? Like, you know what I mean? I, I was slowly getting, like, hooked onto it, and she was one of the first ones that I saw, and I was just like, wow, there's, like, women that do that. And then later down the line, I started following storylines and getting involved, and I'm like, I started thinking to myself, like, hmm, I wonder what it would be like being in the ring doing something like that because I don't know it just it, it, it intrigued me it interested me so fast forward to like after high school or so um a friend of mine told me that he had started training right after high school and um he knew he knew uh Rudy Gonzalez the trainer for San Antonio and gave me the number I hesitated to call because I wasn't sure if this is what I was gonna do. And then in 2018, I made that phone call and um, I started in on in December of December. I mean, December of 2018, I started training. So it's going on three years minus COVID. Uh, don't really count COVID because everything was shut down or whatnot. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, that's when I started. When you started a train, did they know you were gay right off the bat or did they find out? I, to be honest, I was hesitant to really be who I was because I didn't know who I was gonna be around. Mm-hmm. And I saw the, the guys that were there, they were all big buff, muscular guys that helped train me, but I, it's hard for me to even try to hide myself because I'm only, I'm flamboyant as it is. I wear fitty, fitted clothes or whatever, like, I, I just, I just I stuck to who I was and um, 
they they were comfortable with me. I wasn't annoying. You know what I mean? I'm not. I wasn't like. I wasn't there to to flirt with the guys or you know what I mean. I was there to actually learn to to wrestle because I wanted to know this business and grow as a performer. And then the my character grew as well, and I was more. I actually became more of who I was uh, because of wrestling. Because I think that's a lot of people's misconception about, you know, gays in wrestling. Because they feel like that, oh, they're just there to look at the guys. And, you know, they're not, like, as big as Brock. Yeah, Lesnar. there's always going to be that fear. I, I love the fact that you're going out there, you know, not paying attention what the norm is supposedly. And you're just being you. You're doing yourself. You're saying not hiding anything. And that's extremely, you know, that's a hero to me. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I, I, I grew up, I'm, I grew up dyslexic and with learning disabilities. So I know what it's like to be like shut off in the world. And one day I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to be, you know, the lovable little asshole that I am. And yeah, I mean, you, you grow to accept it and other people see you and not just from the stereotype, but once they get to know you, then they see everything else. You know what I mean? The reason why we are the way we are, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how do you handle any backlash or trolls on the internet? Um, stuff like that. I mean, I, I, I can, I choose to ignore it, but there, I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, there's times when uh, I can think about it and it'll be negative or whatever. And I'm like, well, what do I need to do to make these people happy? But I don't stick to that because I'm, I'm who I am and I, there are other people who have sent me messages personally and they thank me for coming out themselves, that I help them um, um, showcase that because of my comfortability that I do in, in public, they feel that they can too. I mean, with, with, um, with exception, I guess, you know what I mean? They can, they can be accept, feel accepted with everybody else. Right, right. So um, how do you think the gay community is being treated in professional wrestling? There's a lot of different, um, it, it, it's hard to, to explain that. I mean, there are, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, like I've come across some uh, guys in, in tryouts, uh, in other promotions that are, are strictly, um, I guess they're, they're religious in their own beliefs or whatever. And then they see someone like me and they they can give me the cold shoulder or they don't want to work with me or you know what I mean they don't want to uh, run a match with me because of certain things that I might do or they don't think I'm capable of, of, of wrestling or they see it as like oh I'm just fighting a feminine guy it's like mine as well fighting a woman you know what I mean there's those, those those guys that are just that just don't want to be seen that way right. Then there's, I mean, then there's obviously there's those that do. As long as you know how to work in the ring, which is what I I know how to do, it's not just don't look at me as a gay guy and be afraid of it. You know what I mean? I can fight, and kick butt. You know what I mean? And that's why that's one. You know what I mean? I don't want to be uh, underestimated. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand what people's problems these days is because my sister uh, told us one time that um, her boyfriend decided to become a girl. He transgender, yeah. and right, and even though my family was a little like hesitant about reaching out, yeah, that's a huge, big 
process within itself for a person to do. I've ha- I have many friends that are that have gone through that, and I respect it because they feel more comfortable with who they are with doing that. You know what I mean? And that's I give props to them. I mean, I'm I'm feminine myself, but I don't see myself as a female. Um, I'm I like being who I am. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, still kick butt. <laughs> Well, you know, all I did was I called my sister, say like, "You okay? If this is cool with you?" And she's like, "Yeah, it's something that they talked about for a while. Everything's great." Yeah. And I was like, "Great, rock on, <laughs> party on!" And you know, I hung out with them both recently, and no issues. I mean, so what? So are they fully transitioned now? Not no, the process. They're still okay. No process because I guess you know insurance companies, some of them frown upon it, something like this. Yeah, yeah, that's, but that's crazy. But um, what have you read or listened to recently that inspired you? What have I read or listened to? Have you read anything that inspired you to you know be who you are or listen to something? Um, it's more of who I I I've run into people who have helped me. Not I've. I've I don't want to say I haven't read anything. I mean, but nothing pertaining to the LGBT or me being who I am. Um, I've come across people throughout my life, even before wrestling, like going to the gay clubs, talking to drag queens, growing up in the gay community. I, I, I say that I have done. That's what's helped me know who I am. You know what I mean? Like feel comfortable with myself. The best resources that have helped you along the way in your professional wrestling career. Best resources that's helped you be a wrestler. The guys and the women and the men and women who have been in the business in the past. Those are the ones that have helped me a lot. Like my coach himself, um, Rudy Boy Gonzalez, Sean Hernandez. He's given me so much advice. Alundra Blaze, who's a WWE Hall of Famer. She's um, she's given me a lot of advice to who I am when which and she's given me the okay to uh, represent her in a way. I want to be the first male to represent a female legend in the wrestling business, which um, which is another topic. I mean, I I want to uh, I don't want to like I'm not saying I want to uh, I can emulate her, I guess incorporate some of her moves and, and, and carry on her legacy, but as well be me um, as Sabino Blaze, you know what I mean? Um, other than that, a lot of the guys that I that trained me when I first started, um, they, they've all given me great advice. I mean, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if it wasn't for any of that advice. What's the biggest failure you've had to go through in your short career? Shoot. I've I've already sustained several injuries, but they're minor. Um, there was a match I had once, and um, my chest, my sternum, I felt like a a, a snap, but it, I didn't know if it, it was cracked. It was in the middle of the match, but I didn't stop. But I it did take my breath away. Um, but we we finished the match or whatnot. But that just a small injury, and it took me out for a few months to so I could heal. I think it was the cartilage if I. Uh, that needed to heal in the chest, in the sternum area. So um, other than that, um, anything that I would consider failure, I failed my first uh, wrestling test 
I took it twice, right? So I passed it the second time. But the first time I felt it, and I was like in tears. I was like, oh my God, why did I get it? Blah, blah, blah. But I mean, it's okay to fail. You know what I mean? Because you're so much better after that. Yeah, as long as you get back up and try again, no problem failing. Exactly. What is the one common myth about professional wrestling that you could debunk for us? One, uh, a lot of, okay, a lot of people want to say that it's fake, but I'm living proof that it's not. I mean, it's, that, it's no joke. It, it hurts. You just have to, you just have to know the business. I always consider it as in like, you know, a show in Vegas, you know, they're real, but it's like an art to it. It's like a choreography, like a dance to it. That's how I always. In a way, yeah, in a way you can see it that way, but I mean. If you know how it, how the ring is built, how, how when you go through all that training, you learn all that. You know what I mean. And once once you're on the other side, uh, you grow uh, you grow respect for it. It's a it's a different aspect of wrestling that that you grow with, and you take. A lot of people don't see that, um, especially fans. Fans are the ones that don't really uh, see um, what wrestlers go through, like before just to put on a show for a few hours. If that makes sense. Well, it's nuts though, because you're taking like 10 foot bumps off a pad that's what, this big? Like really thin? Yeah. And it's just another day in the office. <laughs> what's, yeah. the, what's the one thing you wish you had known when you started your career? About with, with, with wrestling? That's <laughs> what you're talking about? One thing that I would have known. Mm. Not uh, to to be myself at the very beginning because I would like I said I was scared to to represent that I was gay. Should I? I would always question myself. Um, let me let me try to be like a macho like a macho guy in wrestling so I could fit in. I honestly thought that when I first started, but as soon as I was like told by guys like Tully uh, Tully uh, Blanchard and my coach himself, like my coach Rudy goes out. They told me just be you. You you only you can perform better when it's you. I was trying to be somebody I wasn't, and it just didn't work. Because it's only one you. Exactly, and I mean there can be many gay homosexuals in wrestling, but there's only there's only going to be one Sabino Blaze, and we're all different. Like that's just how. That's what I like about it. You know what I mean? I Absolutely. Although I stand out and I always post things about me standing out, but even there's a, there's a post that I do uh, or a quote um, in a room full of color. I want to stand out from that. Meaning in the gay community itself, there's a bunch of colors. There's a bunch of like gay people in the wrestling business that are trying to stand up themselves, but uh, I just want to be who I am, which is Sabino Blaze, you know what I mean? That's who I am. Absolutely, that's all you need to be. Yeah, thank I mean, you. I mean, people think that you standing out being you is, you know, uncool. As they go down your Facebook uh, feed, you see some guy with a mask, you know, with spitting blood with a championship belt, and that's cool. <laughs> it's like, come on, anyone can be their own selves. Yeah. Uh, what motivates you to get, wake up every morning and train? Oh my God, to learn more. 
like every day that I go, like I, I learn something new, I can do something new, I can I can do similar things that I do already, but enhance it. I, I, I just, I'm glad that I made this decision to join wrestling because I, I'm expressing who I am and this platform, the gay community platform is, is it's perfect to, for me to enhance my image or whatnot. It's, it's something to grow on and, um, as well as make money from it. You know what I mean? As a, as a rising star or whatnot. How do you feel with, this is something that I see a lot of social media people playing about, transgenders in the sports world. You know, like the guys, you know, being other guys. I mean, and it's not fair to say. Mm, to me, I, I don't I don't know how to answer that. Um, transgendered individuals who are in the sports. So there it's, are some that have done it. I'll, like, tell you, I'll tell you what fast what I think quickly is to, to kind of loosen up a little bit. I yeah. say if you're the best, you beat everybody. If they say this person is fighting you and you're a champion or you're going for a championship, if you're really that good at your trade, you beat everybody. Guy, girl, trans, whoever. And you're the best. Yeah. That's what I was going to bring up too. I mean, there's women, uh, but like female uh, women who who compete against the men. You know what I mean? And they... and. In a way, I mean, you want it to make sense when it comes to wrestling, you know what I mean? If a girl beats a guy, it's going to make the guy look like crap or, you know what I mean, depending on him. But I can't say any too, too much negativity towards it because I myself have wrestled women. But my story, like my character makes sense with it because I'm, I'm feminine. I'm not a big old jack guy, you know what I mean, where it looks dumb for me to fight a girl. I'm like, in a way, competing because I want a championship. You know what I mean? I want to hold gold or whatever, whether it's a women's championship or whether it's a men's championship. Um, I just want to prove that I can compete in the wrestling business for a title, regardless of who I am. And the same thing goes for women, too. It doesn't have to be gay guys or, you know what I mean, or just specify such as women or gay guys or whatever. I mean, if you're able to do... If you can do the work, you know what I mean. You can you can create anything in wrestling. That's how I. That's how I look at it. And yeah, and it makes and it makes good storylines. But you, like I said, you want it to make sense, and that's all within the promoters. Like you know what I mean. Whoever's producing the show or whatever, they have to have an awesome storyline with it. And then... Right. Are there any funny stories or memories that you can share with us in your career, in your short career? Oh my God. Okay. Well, there's a, I'm pretty sure there's many, but I would say one thing. Um, I was traveling on the road with Max Castellanos and Michael Madrid, who are up and coming stars from Texas as well. They are the ones that trained me, right? So every now and then we'll go and train um, or we'll go travel or run up for shows or, or camps or tryouts. Um, on there was a time when um, after one of the tryouts or one of the shows, we were on our way back from Dallas coming to San Antonio. And it's about a four hour drive and the show ended like around 11 p.m. So it was going to be really late at night. So we all took turns driving 
And um, we, we wound up pulling up into a hole in the wall gas station. Um, and let's just say Max Castellanos was asleep in the car. Micah got down to go put gas, but nobody saw me get down to go use the restroom. So Micah comes in, puts the gas in. <laughs> she gets in the car thinking that I fell asleep in the truck or in the back and they drove off. And I was like, I, I come out from the restroom. I'm like, hey, where's the car? Like, hey, where'd they go? And thank God I had my phone with me. And they were already down like so many miles until I texted them. Uh, I texted uh, Micah and she pulled over. She was like, oh my God. She's like, I'm so sorry. I thought you were asleep in the back. And oh, it was ridiculous. That's that's something I will never forget. And I'm like, whatever. Y'all wanted to leave me there. But it wasn't. They they came back for me. It's one of the things that you think to yourself down the road, this would be a funny story for parties. Oh yeah. That's crazy. So what, uh, what's the biggest area in professional wrestling you're curious about and why? Mm, to be honest, uh, I want to learn more. Where I'm at right now in wrestling, I want to be ready for TV. I have yet to be like on national TV or, you know what I mean? I can be, I, I'm, I'm always recorded or whatever on someone's phone or whatever and posted on YouTube, but I'm talking about being TV ready, like say if I was signed to a bigger promotion who constantly have shows like AEW or WWE or whatever, one of those types, and being TV ready, what does it mean to be TV ready? That's where I'm at, and that's what I'm curious to to work for, towards to. AEW is pretty much breaking the mold of everything they have. Yes, a lot of people are telling me I would fit right in, but I'm, I'm also building myself at, uh, as in my look, you know what I mean? As well as in building my character and learning more to wrestling. I, I would love to be in that, that organization. What are your limitations in wrestling? Like, are there any certain specialty matches you would not do or you're just like open to anything? Just let's talk. I would say I would be open to anything, but I don't think it would make it, it Like I said, it, everything in wrestling has to make sense. Like. I wouldn't want to just go to a promotion and be like, hey, I want to do a steel cage match. Or, hey, I want to do barbed wire match. Or just bleed. Maybe the money would be there. Or, like, you know what I mean? If they, the pay would probably go up higher. But I don't know. Like, it, it, it depends on. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, I mean. Anything gory or whatever, I mean, I would say no, but I mean, it just depends. I, I want to be open to anything else. Like all the stars will have to align where you say yes. Yeah. How, how has your life been different than you imagined since you started wrestling? Since I started wrestling, I've gotten a lot of more, um, well, because of social media, a lot of more followers, people I don't know, and people randomly messaging me um asking for advice as well as um complimenting on the things that i do as a gay individual um it's given me a lot of um like in a way i don't know how you how to explain it but like it makes you feel like you're a superhero like you're someone's idols and i never saw myself as like as someone like that for someone else because I looked up to other people. 
But now being in that position, slowly progressing, you know what I mean? I, I can just imagine, you know what I mean? And, and I like that. I like to help others. And that's what makes it, makes it even better. Even if it's just for advice. Uh, that was the next question, actually. What advice would you give <laughs> to one who's pursuing a career similar as yours? I, the, the biggest advice I could give to someone who wants to do something that I'm doing, just do it and be you. Especially if you're a gay individual, lesbian, gay, coming out of the closet, whoever, just be who you are, be comfortable, be truthful, be honest. And don't, don't be someone you're not because it's not going to be authentic. What does the next 365 days hold for you? For me, is it constant training, building, uh, building myself, building my brand, I guess. You know what I mean? Um, learning TV, TV work. Like I want to get to, to become TV ready. Um, maintaining a look that I, I personally want to get to when it comes to physical fitness. Um, I, I, I just, I hope I get signed to someone. Maybe we'll see. How do you become, how does someone become TV ready? Just acting classes or? Just you can, I mean, you can build your body to a certain look, like, you know what I mean? The physique, you don't, I mean, I can't say you can't be overweight because there are guys that are overweight on screen and they do a good job but tv ready meaning like knowing where the cameras are at knowing how to perform in front of people crowds and stuff like that reaction to to what you're doing you know what i mean in the ring because you are being recorded cameras are in different areas so there's certain ways to to wrestle if that makes sense it makes sense yeah you have to be aware of your environment so to speak yeah so where can our listeners connect to you online? Uh, my social medias. Um, they can go to any of my, uh, on my social medias, I post a, a lot of uh, where I'm, where I'm going to perform. Sometimes it's out of town. Sometimes it's here in San Antonio. Um, you can look me up on uh, Facebook, Sabino Garcia. Um, Instagram is Sabino Blaze. Um, those are the only two social medias I have for now. I've been told to get Twitter, but I'll eventually get Twitter a little bit. And Twitter's too, it's drama central. You think Facebook's bad? Twitter's yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I've heard, so I'm like, I don't know, I'm hesitant with that. I mean, I'm eventually going to need it just to expand the, the exposure, I guess. Um, like I said, on my social medias, I always post flyers of, of, of upcoming wrestling, live professional wrestling shows. And are you on YouTube as well? Like, we can find you on YouTube or? There's a couple of videos. Um, some promotions have posted up with some guys that they've had record. Um, you just type in Sabino Blaze. I'm sure it'll pop up. There's different, um, I think Wrestling Revolution posted up um, a video. There's also Sean Hernandez's um, Austin Wrestling Revolution, AWR. There's a couple of them on there with his group. Um and the most recent one, which is uh, Lucha American Wrestling, they posted a, a show that they that they that they uh, premiered this past uh, Thursday, and I was on there. I was actually their main event, which was pretty interesting. It was a small crowd, but they used me as a uh, as a as their main event against this big guy who also does face paint, 
but he was more of a beast, so to speak. So that was an interesting match if you guys want to look that up. Well, at least he had a crowd. Yeah, it, it was unexpected too. And there was a bunch of kids there and they like loved the whole rainbow. I mean, and that's another thing too. Like there's a bunch of kids that see me and sometimes I, I would hesitate. Like, I don't know how they're going to react with me because of me being a flamboyant guy. I come out to the ring with my gear and it's flashing, but they, it's, the tables turn and it's like completely different. It's like the kids love that and they're, they chant my feel the heat gimmick or whatnot and they, they love it. Well, hopefully we'll be feeling the heat in AEW or somewhere similar in the top five. That would be awesome. That would be, a, that would be great. Hey, Ring of Honor, Impact, they're still relevant. They're still good on TV. Yeah. So I believe we'll see you very soon, especially you're in good hands with uh, Supermax. Yep. Well, Sabino, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. And when you start having championship belts around your waist, you will get oh, a, yeah. you'll get another message from me to, to say, let the queen come back. So, <laughs> right. Let the queen shine with her belts. <laughs> I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.